Sermon 24-2 Prepare for the End Times Matthew 24th chapter verses 3-14 through 14. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. This evening, I would like to share with you the Lord's teaching on the Great Tribulation. In today's scripture passage, the disciples asked Jesus, What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus then said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. In particular, Jesus said in verse 6, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. How may we then hear of wars and rumors of wars? Wars and rumors of wars. Nowadays, natural disasters are devastating enough to inflict warlike damage. After all, don't unpredictable weather Massive snowstorms, bitter cold, and earthquakes bring about warlike destruction? During last summer's discipleship training camp, we also suffered a natural disaster. We built a small swimming pool next to the discipleship training center for recreation. But a sudden rainstorm caused a flash flood. This, in turn, led to a landslide in the ravine next to the swimming pool. As the creek flooded, the water surged into the pool and made a huge mess. 
Fortunately, we were able to divert the water before it swamped the main building. Otherwise, it would have been completely flooded. The minor flood that we experienced was nothing compared to the natural disasters occurring all over the world. Recently, the world has seen one catastrophic disaster after another, from tsunamis to hurricanes and massive earthquakes. In the days to come, there will be even more devastating atmospheric changes and natural disasters. As you know quite well, climate changes originate from the excessive use of fossil fuels. This increases the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and in turn leads to rapidly rising temperatures in the atmosphere and the seawater. When the end times come as God spoke, there will be many disasters unleashed not only by mankind, but also by natural disasters that are beyond our control, such as earthquakes. We will hear of these things quite often, and sites such as these will not be uncommon. A snowstorm dumped over three meters of snow in a certain country, and everyone there starved to death. There were no survivors. You will hear this kind of news on TV quite often. When you hear of these disasters, you will be reminded of what the Lord said about the end times and how true his word is. The Lord has taught us this. And when I think about how these events may unfold in the present age, I get very nervous. But at the same time, in certain aspects, I am also thankful. However, the Lord continued to say, See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. We should not think that the end is here already. Rather, the end will have just begun. Now is not the end. We must listen closely to the Lord's teaching and believe it. What else did the Lord say would happen in the end time of the Great Tribulation? He said, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdoms against kingdom. Recently, Russia has seen a surge of extreme nationalism. It is calling for the exposure of all non-Russians and demanding that foreigners, including the Jews, give up all their commercial and economic interest in Russia and return home. In the recent years to come, Jewish people all over the world will have to return to Israel. At the present time, Jews scattered throughout the world have a dominant commercial presence. But nations are now rising against nations. Nationalism is surging ahead, just as God said it would in the end times. Because of this, when we look at these events, we realize that everything is coming to pass 
exactly as the Lord has said. With the end of World War II, many independent nationalist states were formed. More recently, when the Soviet Union collapsed in the 1990s, a number of independent states were formed. The Soviet Union had been a federal state formed by 16 republics, tightly controlled by the central government in Moscow. With its distant generation under President Gorbachev, each republic became an independent nation-state. These republics have now formed independent states, but there still are many ethnic groups engaged in civil war and struggling for independence. Just like this, every nation is actively seeking to form its own social community. The problem is that a struggle for independence often leads to ethnic conflicts. The prevalence of racial supremacy is often followed by ethnic cleansing to suppress and rout out other ethnic groups. Just as the Lord taught us that nations would rise against nations and invade each other, some of these events have already occurred throughout the world. Many countries all over the world saw a surge of nationalist movements with people gaining their independence. In the years to come, we will continue to see nations rising against nations. Weak countries like Korea will be swallowed up by the great powers, while the great powers will struggle with each other for supremacy. Since God said that this would happen, it will happen exactly as he said. The European Union, EU, is now moving ever closer to a full integration. European states now form a massive economic community using a single currency called Euro. When powerful countries integrate with each other like this, small countries are overwhelmed. When there is a clash concerning national interest, war is inevitable. That is how nations rise against nations. The Lord taught us that when nations stand against nations, when war breaks out, and when natural disasters such as famines and earthquakes occur, then that is the beginning of sorrows. When this happens, we all must remember clearly in our hearts that these events will happen in the end times. The Lord said that these events will unfold in the end times. There is nothing strange here in today's scripture passage. Everything will come to pass exactly as the Lord said. Simply put, there will be no peace in the end times. The Lord taught us that the world will turn into an unlivable place filled with chaos confusion, disorder, and madness. They will deliver you to tribulation. The Lord taught us in verse 9 
Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Do you get scared at this passage? Don't be too alarmed just yet, because this will not happen right away. Before this actually happens, you will first see climate changes, natural disasters, such as earthquakes and volcanic eruptions. You will also see much war. The Great Tribulation won't come until after these events. That is the prophecy the Lord spoke and the lesson he is teaching us here. All that we have to do is simply believe in and his word with our hearts and accept it. God has given it to us as a lesson so that we may wake up. What did our Lord say? He said, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Jesus is saying here that people will seize us and deliver us to tribulation. Tribulation is more painful and agonizing than any other disaster. Disasters are naturally triggered, but tribulation is unleashed by the wickedness of mankind. This is a cold, hard fact, but nonetheless, all of us must face this without exception. You may escape from other disasters, but you cannot escape the tribulation. It is a complete and systematic control by the servants of Satan that the Lord said, they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And he said, you will be hated by nations, meaning that people will hate us and kill us. This is the lesson taught by our Lord. When this happens, many of us will die when the time comes. We need to understand and accept this. Do not be afraid, however. If you die, it is time for you to die. The Holy Spirit in you will give you courage to stand against your persecutors. The Lord said, But watch out for yourselves, for they will deliver you up to councils, and you will be beaten in the synagogues. You will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. But whatever is given to you in that hour, speak that. For it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Mark 13th chapter, verses 9 through 11. If only a few people are to endure untold suffering to death, we may feel that it is unfair. But the Bible teaches us that at that time, every nation will be in chaos. People will seize us and kill us in the middle of this tribulation filled with wars, famines, and disasters. This is what the Lord said will happen. So there is no need for us to fear now, 
facing these sufferings. When that time comes, not only will circumstances make it unavoidable for us to die, it will actually be our own wish to die. Although we do everything possible to avoid death right now, when wars break out and the tribulation overtakes us, we will want to die. We will be wondering, how can I die without pain? That is because the Bible says that when the age of tribulation comes, many people will hate us, the born again, and deliver us to death. So it is quite clear that the servants of Satan will make it impossible for any of the born again believers to live on this earth. Even if we want to live, it will be impossible to live openly. We would have to be living, hiding where they would not be able to fight us. At that time, the entire world will be unified. The devil will also know that the time has come for him to be judged by God. All those who have not been born again will unite together. This means that the born again will turn into an anti-government descendants. If this world is united into a single state, then those of us who do not agree with this move will naturally become rebels. Even if the authorities imprison the descendants and sentence them to death, there is no need to complain. The born-again, righteous people cannot side with the devil of this world. And if we are put to death, we will say, Oh, it is happening just as the Lord said. I don't want to live in such a devastating world any longer. I want to go to the Lord right away. So kill me all you want. They will hold trials and the court will issue its judgment saying, As anti-government activists, the defendants participated in illegal demonstrations and broke our laws. Therefore, pursuant to our statutes, they are hereby sentenced to death. After a row of ten righteous people are lined up and sentenced like this, another row will be ushered into the courtroom. The court will then issue the same verdict and sentence them to execution. It is not hard to imagine this happening. My fellow believers, if this world is a wonderful place, we would think it is unfair for us to die without fully enjoying our lives. However, this world will not be the place we want to live. When the world itself turns into the devil's world filled with demons where life is hard, with people fighting each other for food, killing a human being will be taken more lightly than killing a fly. No human ethics or love will be found. It will be better for us to be formally tried as anti-government descendants and sentenced with the verdict being, you are completely useless 
in the devil's nation. You are all sentenced to death. When this time comes, we will face death with thanksgiving. You and I have nothing to fear. We will be able to die with joy at that time. We will be at ease because we will die just as the Lord said that we would. The book of Revelation writes that there are 12 gates that lead us into the kingdom of heaven. When we are delivered up and killed, we will promise each other to meet again, saying, At which gate will you wait? I like the south gate. The region over the gate might be warmer. Some who is fat may say, I don't want to enter the south gate then. I prefer cooler weather to hot weather. I like the north side. Others may say, I like the west side where the sun sets. If you want to be with me, please wait at the west gate. We will bid a final farewell on this earth saying, We will meet later. I will see you there. The Lord taught us that people will hand the born again over to tribulation. Since God said that people will kill us, then we will die. However, we won't die a coward's death. We will die boldly. At that time, we will be hunted down for not receiving the mark of the beast. Instead of trying to hide, we will be captured and sentenced to death. We won't be alone. We will die together with our fellow saints. Maybe our sisters will be even bolder at that time. Kill me if you want. Then those standing at the front would praise God singing. Wait for the Lord whose day is near. Wait for the Lord. Keep watch, take heart. Those behind also will praise the Lord, shouting out, Hallelujah! When people hand us over to death at that time, the saints will stand and march boldly in the line of martyrs, excited to meet the Lord, singing, This world is not my home, I'm just passing through. My pleasure and my hopes are placed beyond the blue. Many friends and kindred have gone on before, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. We will march forth with the fullness of the Spirit, filled with the hope of seeing the Lord. I am concerned, however, that I or other ministers at that time may be tempted to ask the servants of the Antichrist, can't you let me live just a little bit longer? I should have no lingering attachment to the world, but I am concerned that I may not be able to do this. So I don't rely on my own will or myself. I only accept and trust in the teaching of the Lord. By accepting his teaching now, I want to be an honorable servant of God who believes in his word, no matter when such things may happen. I encourage you to also accept this word of God by faith. Do you accept it? 
There is no need for us to be worried about our death. What should we be doing now instead of worrying? Now is the time for us to preach the gospel. When the end time comes, we have to obey the Lord's word. Even if it is against our wish, if the Lord wants to take us away rather than leaving us on this earth, then we must obey him. I ask you to accept this teaching into your heart. People who have just recently received the remission of sin may wonder, well, does this mean that everyone who receives the remission of sin will die? I am so happy to be remitted from my sins, but in the end, I will die a cruel death. Doesn't this mean that in the end times, the righteous will be ostracized from this world? As a matter of fact, the born again will be ostracized from this world when this time of tribulation comes. However, as we are shunning them now, they will shun us at that time. We are ostracizing many people now. You have not received the remission of sins, and yet you are so pompous. I can't have anything to do with you. Do you believe this? Do you accept this teaching? Our sisters seem to listen to the word closely, but do our brothers accept this teaching? You must all accept it. You must accept this because the Lord has given it to you also. If our death is for the sake of the Lord, if we die alone together, then it is those who cannot join in that line that are to be pitied. In this age and time, when the remission of sin is freely available, many people still will not receive it. Just as they are to be pitied, when the time comes for the righteous to die together, it would be a tragedy for you to live cowardly and not be able to die. The Bible says that those things will happen at the tribulation. Because God has taught us that these events will happen, let us believe in this with our hearts and prepare our faith. Many false prophets will rise. Jesus said in verses 10 and 11, And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. The Lord taught us that when the tribulation comes, many will be offended, hate one another, and betray each other. We must remember this and prepare ourselves through faith to go through this tribulation. First of all, Jesus warned us not to be deceived by false prophets. Many false prophets will arise at the time of sorrow and tribulation. He said at the time of tribulation, some people will pretend to be full of mercy and love and perform many wonders, signs, and miracles. They will act like Jesus, speaking Hebrew and saying, I am Jesus. They will perform various miracles and wonders, and many will be deceived by them, thinking that the Lord has returned. So, 
when false Christ appear and claim themselves to be the Savior, many people in this world will be deceived by them. Although we won't be deceived, many others will misunderstand, thinking them to be Jesus and follow them. Even now, there are many false prophets. The Bible does not say that this is how our Lord would return. How did our Lord say that he would return? He said that his return would be like the lightning coming from the east and flashing to the west. This means that the Lord will come majestically before everyone's eyes. At this very moment, there are many people claiming, I am the returning Jesus. There are so many prophets who are actually worshiping golden calves. A religious group founded in Korea claimed that its members are gods. The adherents claim to be divine. These people make such outlandish claims that every time I come across one of them, I get completely overwhelmed by their ridiculous claims. They say that they are divine beings, and so is everyone else. When asked what kind of divinity they claim to be, they say that they are God. They argue that every human being is God, including them and us. They are completely mad. Considering how many such people there are now, how many more would rise to perform wonders and claim to be God when people are struggling in the tribulation? Jesus said that many would be deceived. First of all, all that we need to have the correct understanding. While waiting for the Lord's coming, there is so much for us to see before we meet him. From the acts of false prophets to earthquakes, peoples receiving the mark of the beast and wars. It will not be a boring time. We will enjoy watching things come to pass exactly as Jesus said. The Bible also says that lawlessness will abound at that time and the love of many will grow cold. Under normal circumstances, people are able to forgive each other's mistakes and tolerate one another. But lawlessness will prevail at that time, and some of the born again will go astray. Because they go completely astray, we cannot tolerate them, and we will hate them. That is why hatred will prevail over love at the end times. Even now, love is almost non-existent in this world. Recently, a father cut off his son's finger for insurance money. Doesn't this show there is no love? Love will disappear in the world. Knowing this, we must not practice lawlessness. And if at all possible, we must discipline ourselves and walk the right path, even though we are lacking. We must turn completely away from the wrong path. Those who endure to the end will be saved. Our Lord said that those who endure until the time of tribulation would be saved. 
This means that they will be resurrected without suffering physical death. Perhaps such people would be found among our brothers and sisters at the time of tribulation. Someone who is really patient, who can go hungry for a long time, hiding in a cave in the mountain, may be able to endure until the end. I am very impatient. When I think about how someone might imprison me, I will most likely get so upset that I will go into a seizure and die even before anyone comes after me. But those of you who are not as impatient as me will say, I will survive. I will endure until the Lord returns. I will see the Lord because this body of mine perishes. I will never die. I will hear the trumpet sound of angels and I will never be seized. Even if I have to hide myself in the sewer and live with the rats. There will be people like this who endure until the end. These people will be there as the Lord said this. But we don't know who among us would be one of them. Almost importantly, most people must not be impatient. Impatient people will not endure the persecution to the end. Unable to have patience to the end, they will run out and say, Here I am. Kill me if you wish. Impatient people like me cannot wait for everything to be over. Those who are patient will survive and see the return of the Lord. They will also experience their bodies being transformed suddenly while they are alive. Perhaps these people should be our sisters. Are there such sisters who think they are patient enough to endure all kinds of hardships, no matter how many times they try to break your will? It's very possible that this world could be fulfilled with such people. I do not think that there are no such people in our church. Someone who does not attend our church faithfully and does not work for the gospel will probably not be killed by the Antichrist. I don't know if you will be a person who attends God church, but does not clearly shout out the truth. Or if you would go through the enchantment of faith and never get angry and be filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, reaching the height of joy, peace, gentleness, and self-control. But one thing is clear. People like this won't be put to death and will survive and meet the Lord alive. Our Lord said that at the end of the time of tribulation, those who endure until the end would be saved. He said this because there will be people who endure. Otherwise, he would not have said it. If everyone is to die, he would have said that everyone will die. He said this because there will be those still remaining. The passage that says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, probably applies to me. 
I am not sure on which side you would fall. It seems that 99.9% of you would fall on one side. That is to be delivered up to tribulation and the 0.1% would fall on the other side. Those who belong to the 0.1% are worthy of respect. To these people who really remain until the end, I ask them to spread the gospel and do even our share. The Lord taught us this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. Although the Lord taught that this gospel of heaven would be preached throughout the whole world and witnessed to every nation before the end of the world, the work is still not finished. The gospel of the water and the spirit has existed in the era of the early church, but now it is not found in any nation. No one believes like we do, just the opposite. People think that those who believe like us are strange. When I went to Japan, I preached the gospel to Brother Sokomoto. In order to plant the gospel seed in Mr. and Mrs. Gawashima, I plowed the fields of their hearts first. I gave them a copy of our Japanese edition. The next day, after reading the book, Mr. Gawashima called Deacon Sunoko Park and told her that everything I believed in was wrong from beginning to end. This means that those who believe in Jesus without being born again are different from Christians who have been born again from beginning to end. You may think the faith of those who are born again is different from that of the worldly Christians only in the emphasis placed on the baptism of Jesus. But we are different from them from beginning to end. Our Lord said, This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. In other words, everyone will know this gospel through which God has saved us with the word of being born again of the water and the spirit. All these things will happen in the end times, our death, our tribulation, our judgment, and our martyrdom. Because we don't have enough time or strength, the gospel cannot make its way into the whole world now, even if we try. Even if we were to go to the United States and work there, and even if we were to go to Japan, Europe, or Africa and work there, it is not enough for everyone to know the gospel. However, the Lord said that the end will come only when the gospel is preached all over the world. If we are unable to preach it completely, the Lord will preach it according to his desired method. I believe that it will come to pass according to this word that he has taught us. For example, they will trigger a certain event and openly televise us to make us known all over the world. 
They will do this by openly explaining why we are anti-government descendants and why we are now exposing the world government even to our death and dying for our faith. It may result in the gospel being spread indirectly. This is similar to the early church saints testifying their faith to the unbelievers while being martyred in Rome's Colosseum. They testified that Jesus Christ was God and he had washed away all their sins with his baptism and bloodshed. They testified that their kingdom was not of this earth, but the kingdom of God. They embraced their martyrdom boldly. The Romans at that time tried to find out what it was about their faith that made them so bold, even facing death. In the process, they came to believe in the gospel. Likewise, in the end times, the government will choose to televise our execution to people all over the world in an attempt to prevent them from embracing our faith. But the gospel may be preached even more through this vicious persecution. When this occurs, the gospel will bear witness on that day and everyone in the world will know the gospel. Many people will see our public trial and death. When they do, many will come to believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior and by faith follow this gospel of the water and the spirit that we believe in. In other words, this gospel will bear witness no matter what happens. In the end, everyone all over the world will know it. It may seem impossible for us to make the gospel known to everyone in this world through the literature ministry that we are engaged in, but I am sure that it will be possible if the Lord exerts his power over this task. If the Lord exerts everyone in the world to know of his birth on this earth, his baptism, his death on the cross, his resurrection, and his salvation, he will make this gospel of the water and the spirit known to all the people of the world through some mass media, either through the born-again saints or some other event. If the Lord is in it, it is possible to let them know this gospel. If the Lord personally controls it, it will be possible for everyone in the world to hear the gospel. Do you also believe this? These are the events that will happen at the time of tribulation. The Lord told us, At the time of tribulation, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Nations will rise against nations. Famines will break out everywhere and disasters will begin. At that time, people will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by every nation, and the love of many will grow cold. False prophets will arise, and lawlessness will abound, but those who endure until the end will be saved. When the gospel of heaven is preached to every nation, the end of tribulation will come, 
and only then will I return. You must accept the lessons of the word. You must accept our Lord's lesson into your heart. When Gabriel came to Mary and relayed God's will to her, she accepted the word of God exactly as it was, saying, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Whether or not we face tribulation is not up to us. It is up to the Lord. If he said that there would be these signs at the top of tribulation, we must believe that it will come to pass exactly as he said. When natural disasters strike the world, war breaks out everywhere, and people turn evil and confused, we must fortify our faith even more, saying, Now is the time of tribulation. Our Lord said that there would be these signs at the time of tribulation and told us to believe his word. Now is the time. We must, without fail, remember what we just heard now. There won't be another opportunity to hear this in the future. At that time, we should remember the word that we have heard about tribulation and say, so this is what is happening. You must also remember, the whole planet will be destroyed soon. And have faith in the word. The Lord said that these things would happen at the time of tribulation, and they are happening just as he had said. Whatever you do, you must do everything by faith. You must preach the gospel by faith, you must endure to the end by faith, and you must embrace your martyrdom by faith. Do you understand this? Don't say at the end times, I don't want to die. I don't mind my death, but I can't die for the sake of my family. If your heart turns weak, then your fellow saints with weak hearts will follow your leading and say, I don't want to die. Let us receive the mark together. Some may end up receiving the mark collectively. Some may say, I only pretend to believe. Do you think that I really believed? When you said such things, I couldn't pick up what was inside, but I endured it patiently. You see, I actually didn't believe. Why should I believe? Why on earth should I believe? Don't you worry about the disasters to come? Don't worry about them. Technology and science will solve them. Our great leader, the great president who ordered us to receive the mark of 666 will solve the problem and turn this world out into a utopia. So why should I die? It is such a wonderful world. Some people will betray their faith and receive the mark, and they will tempt the righteous, saying, You should receive the mark, too. If you just receive it, you will get bread, gasoline, and garments. So why should you die? Why do you want to die when all you have to do is just receive the mark? However, hell will fall from the sky and strike these people who crusade on behalf of the Antichrist, 
and to entice the righteous to receive the mark and save themselves. I want none of you to ever become such a person. The Bible says that eventually this world will end. When the end comes, will you be by yourself? When our Lord returns, we will partake in the first resurrection. The dead saints will be resurrected and the living saints will be transformed. When the Lord returns majestically with the sound of the trumpet blown by the angels like a military band, those who are truly patient and endure to the end will meet the Lord while they are still alive. Their bodies will be transformed suddenly. Our Lord said that he would reign for a thousand years when that happens. Those who live in this wonderful millennial kingdom are set aside. If it is not the born again, who will live in the millennial kingdom? If those who killed us are still alive at the millennial kingdom, they will work hard for us. Since we the righteous can't reign over each other, won't there be sinners under us who had tormented us? Gather around here. They will receive orders from this master and that master. They will be weary from all their labors. They will be ordered to gather together and tormented all the time. You called me a heretic back then, didn't you? Come here, give me a piggyback and run. Even though we won't kill them, we will toy around with them to get our revenge by mocking and tormenting them any way possible, saying to them, What did you say before? Didn't you spew out all kind of things just because you had lips? Let us prepare for that day. Today's scripture passage is the Lord's lesson on what will happen when the time of tribulation comes. He has taught us that what will happen at the time of the tribulation. We must believe this word. Does it make sense to you now? Isn't it wonderful that we can now understand the future? If we were waiting for an uncertain future without a clear sense and without faith, how uneasy would it be? You have to believe and store faith in your heart ahead of time, because when the time comes, you won't have any time to read the Bible. As we prepare for the end times, there is one thing that I want to caution you about. Do not practice lawlessness. Practice love instead. Jesus said that when lawlessness abound, love grows cold. Do you understand this? When one practices lawlessness, he can't love as he wants to love. We must learn our lesson from today's scripture passage and prepare for the end times. You must believe in the word and be ready for the last day day.